Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. What's up, everybody? I'm John. And this is Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. What is up, my friend? I'm feeling great. How are you doing over I'm there? I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling great about <laughs> Running Man. Yeah, dude. We've made it to the final chapter. That's right. The last face-off with Ben Richards and friends. Ben Richards. It's not a great action hero name. It's not Dutch or it, John it's like, Matrix. Well, it's, like I, it's like I said in a previous episode. It's like um, Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, combined yeah. with Ben Grimm the thing and it's like that's it like you've combined two marvel characters congratulations whatever uh yeah who knows yeah it's not um, it's not a great name um well the world's come a long way since 1987 that's right we hope everybody's doing great we're very excited we're happy to have you along with us as we finish out this series lots more good things to come but before we before we do that we have to finish this one and it's been yes. a doozy. We were just talking uh, before we hit the record button about what a banner year 1987 was for motion pictures, especially the action film. Yes, we had. Um, I was just jotting down a list. Arnold put out this movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. Also put out Predator, the an fuck? even better, an even better movie. I, I um, kind of want to watch Predator tonight. And Hot Fuzz tonight. <laughs> mm. I will join you for either of those. Um, so, yeah, Predator, Lethal Weapon, which just redefined the sort of buddy cop. The buddy cop. Oh, the, yeah. Thing. 100%. You had, like, I think you had 48 Hours, another D'Souza movie, mm-hmm. which was excellent. But Lethal Weapon just, like, took it to the max that movie is awesome action awesome performances awesome chemistry you know with the guys it's like the odd Um, couple but with guns and explosions this is actually the this running man running man is the fourth movie from 1987 that we've done on this podcast at behind predator robocop fuck yes and uh over the top look at my face dick (laughs) (laughs) imagine Everything, everyone was doing awesome stuff, and then Stallone was arm wrestling. That was how he was spending his 87. Hey, but you know what? Over the top rules. <laughs> it really does. I mean, it's like, you know, if I had to sit down and choose between watching Lethal Weapon for the 20th time or Over the Top for the 20th time, I might go with Over the Top because it's just more fun. Like, it's more, you can just giggle at it. It doesn't like even thinking about it now in the context of being surrounded by the other great movies that you just mentioned over the top doesn't make any sense at all. 
Like, what is it? Is it a family on no film? level? Does it make sense? Is it a family film? Is it an action movie? Like, what is it? It doesn't make is any it, sense. Yeah, is it from a drama? T- is it action? Is it comedy? Is it I've, romance? I've been his father for 12 years. Like, like <laughs> no just one knows what's happening. The movie was trying to, stra- to check too many boxes. Uh, we have Stallone to thank for that, but we're not here to talk about Stallone. Um, there were a few other honorable <laughs> mention to, um, to Beverly Hills Cop 2. Awesome Pretty movie. solid follow-up to the first, which Do is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Crocodile Dundee. Holy shit. I think that I might be, it. I think we've talked about this. I think that that's the first movie that I can remember seeing in a movie theater. Crocodile I would have loved to have seen that in the theater. I was not being allowed to see this grown up fair when I was that age. I had um, bad parents. And also <laughs> Untouchables came out that year, which is also not what? quite an action movie, but so quotable. So um, quotable. Every I, yeah. Untouchables is one of those that had I cable now and it is on whatever part of the movie yeah. it's at, I'm going to watch that movie through to fruition. God, it's so good. What's your real name? What was it before you changed what it? What was it before you changed it? Oh my gosh. We say that all the time at work. Me and this guy, Vince, what up? Shout out Vince. What up Vince? Um, <laughs> yeah, that movie is amazing. Yeah. Just like a wop to bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> Dude. There's not a bad performance in that movie. I mean, De Niro, legendary. <laughs> the people just, can't see it, but I can see your face. I, I'm just sitting here. Enthusiasms. 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 God damn it. That movie is. Maybe we should watch that tonight. Oh, fuck yeah. We're going to queue that bitch up I'm out for this. any of it. I have I, that DVD yeah, for I say, sure. I say we, yeah, we order dinner and queue up Untouchables. Oh, I don't shit, have it yes. on DVD, but I guarantee that's You'll on Prime. You'll rent that bitch yeah. or stream yeah. it or some I shit? Will, I will pay for the $4.50 or four ninety nine oh. to watch that movie tonight. I'm in. I'm, I'm in, in too. Okay, fuck yes. Um, Never anyway. stop fighting till the fight is done. Shut up, Kevin Costner. Anyway. So, so <laughs> quotable. Um, Your friend died like a pig. He died squealing like a stuck okay. Irish What's pig. <laughs> oh, that dude Now you was... think about that while I beat the rap. Ooh. Right off the roof you go, motherfucker. That dude was cold-blooded, man. Oh. Uh, Frank Nitty. So good. <laughs> so... That dude is... Yeah, his, he has crazy face, man. Oh. Crazy face. Fuck yes. What a memorable character, too, though. Like, yeah, every dude. everybody in that movie just was, was on another level. And the... Yeah. Like, the jazz soundtrack that that went along with it it was like sort of yeah dude it's like awesome not, shit. not real jazz but sort of i don't know david mamet at the height of his powers writing that film noir vibe was strong the game was yeah, strong dude. i guess we should talk about running man fine or, or we can talk about <laughs> other movies for the duration no 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 this is about running man the other movies will wait for other podcasts yeah, we're seven minutes in. we haven't talked about running man i guess we should get to it um in our last episode um our all of our good guys were separated uh weiss was figuring out the code to relay to the resistance um meanwhile laughlin and Richards were facing off against Buzzsaw. Richards prevailed. Laughlin was brutally, uh, gruesomely injured and died. Weiss also died, but now before he got the code and gave it to Amber, who we guess memorized it. And at that moment, um, Richards also rescues Amber from Dynamo, the opera singing villain. Ghoul. Who, ghoulish, we don't, we ghoulish don't even know what figure. he is. We guess that he 
like Richards let him live given the opportunity to, to kill him gladiator style. He chose not to at that moment. Uh, Damon Killian buzzes him on the private line saying, Hey buddy, we'll give you, <laughs> we can really make this thing a career for you if you're interested. <laughs> yes. And Ben Richard says, Fuck you! Actually, he gives he gives one of the movies better like monologues. Oh, but I'm yes. gonna break you because I'm spine. Um, uh, and says no thanks. <laughs> Jesse the Body Ventura. He, he politely declined. That's right. Jesse the Body Ventura <laughs> refuses to go into the arena that's to right. to get him, but not. And that that all comes after uh, Ben Richards and Amber have killed Jim Brown. <laughs> Oh uh, man, a lot happened in episode Burned four, alive. you guys. Yeah, right. yeah. And then it says, as uh, as that episode was ending, Richards and Amber were caught in some sort of a cage, some sort of a trap. Right. It was like Indiana Jones style. All the doors closed around them. And that's where that's where we're picking up now, baby. Yeah, yeah. So this section of the movie it picks up with an in remembrance of real. I <laughs> like love um, this part. <laughs> Rolling for Sub Zero Buzzsaw and Fireball. <laughs> Amazing. Like, what is this? The fucking Oscars? <laughs> like, it does seem like in memoriam. I figured maybe they're just trying to buy time yeah. to oh. figure out what's going to happen next, or, or to give them time to like create the deep fake video that they're making. Uh, yeah, the dancers are doing this like very sensual, somber dance to the it to the slow, sad music. Does not make any any sense. Yeah, they're doing like their funeral routine. <laughs> Then, they're mourning. I love, they're mourning I love the line from Tony. This is what I hate. Third act problems. That's a very meta line, <laughs> isn't it? Very meta. Very meta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the control room, they're all scrambling, like trying to figure out how can we make the fake video of Captain Freedom killing Richards? And, um, and this is this is more of what we were talking about from like changing the footage of, you know, the the massacre at Bakersfield that this yeah. is sort of like the genesis of the deep fake video that we see all the time on YouTube now where you put you superimpose people's faces on different bodies or stuff like that to make it and look it like, like looks actual believable. Footage. Yeah. yeah. So this um, is what we're getting. So what they're doing is they're sort of splicing together this footage of Richard's fighting against Buzzsaw when they were grappling versus Captain Freedom fighting with some rando, probably off another previous, you know, running man episode. Yeah, we or assume for sure. But yeah, as you say, like that technology kind of exists today, today. Um, now back in, uh, back on the game board or wherever Mick pops out to reveal that the rebels are the ones who have captured uh, Richards and Amber. That's Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac. Thank God for that. <laughs> I never get tired of it being Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> no, I kind of <laughs> wish Mick Fleetwood were in more movies, to be honest with you. So or Dweezil Richards, for that matter. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but Richards is like is mad at the rebels, mad that they didn't help, which is a fair point. But Mick absolutely, says, you know, Mick says if we revealed ourselves, then all the bad guys would know where our headquarters is. Yeah, I guess. because we fucking built our hideout <laughs> in their hideout yeah it's, it's a little so strange it's who so do you bizarre. agree with in this argument who's who do you think I'm, is right i'm with mick in this situation if yeah. if if in the words of peregrine took the closer you are to danger <laughs> the further you are from harm i'm i'm in agreement with that if they're trying it is to like yeah we could have popped out and won the battle but we would have lost the war absolutely type situation that checks out for me um now, this is where Amber says, well, I've got the codes that you need. Oh, well, thank God. I, I, so can you remember the code? 
John, right now? Fuck. I know there are two 17s and a B, and the last number is four. That's what I'm saying. We've been through a lot less shit than they've been through. It's like 18, 24. There's a 64, 18, 20 something, 64 B. Hold on. Something 17. Again, I'm going back to the. I'm going back to it. It's like, all right. So it's like 18, 24, 63 B, 17, 17, 4. You were really close. It was Shit. 61, not 63. I got the rest of them, though. The rest were right. Oh, fucking hey, that's awesome. That's so I'm great. impressed. Oh, I'm man. impressed. That's better than I would have done for sure. Um, yeah, that checks I, out. I, that makes me feel better. Fully, about not I mean, dementia. I blame the beer. I blame the alcohol, <laughs> but it fully it fully had gone. What are you out of my what mind. are you drinking? What, what's what's uh, making I'm what's still, giving I'm, you a racer? I'm drinking sweet water over here. That's my go to this summer. I love it. They um, uh, they. I buy the 24 pack of tall boys, a solid bargain. I'm still drinking that. Um, uh, what is this called? <laughs> <laughs> it's working. It's bourbon. It's working. It's working. <laughs> nice. Wilderness. Uh, Wilderness movie trail. We should watch. <laughs> it's What's working. That? Wilderness <laughs> trail distillery in, in Kentucky. <laughs> okay. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. That makes the cut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the show uh, the running man resumes on television with Killian saying Captain Freedom has come out of retirement to face Richards and Amber in the final quadrant love it so now they cue up that video of Captain Freedom just killing Amber he just picks her up over his head like a like a friggin clean and jerk and just chucks her into I think like this razor wire he snaps her neck like a twig and and also throughout this whole thing, I love that Starsky gave them direction to like p- <laughs> to to play all of this. For like people who have maybe have not remembered, <laughs> the director of this movie was Starsky from Starsky and Hutch on the TV. And we're the not bar- talking about uh, Ben Stiller or whoever. We're talking about like old school yes. Starsky and Hutch. So I I like the fact that he probably told me he's like I want you to go a little bit over the top because this needs to seem like like, like it, oh, it, oh like a truck like a machine like a truck. Uh, it needs to seem it needs to seem a little bit like it's not real but yeah captain <laughs> captain freedom snaps her neck like a twig and then throws her like limp dead body into some <laughs> razor wire where she just kind of like gets caught like hung she's there. caught up in the razor wire it's like awful, a like a christmas awful. tree ornament <laughs> uh yeah it's terrible meanwhile um, <laughs> yeah meanwhile real amber and richards are watching in utter disbelief as one would. That was brutal. That was brutal violence against women. It's it's hard to watch. Like even now, it's it's like he just like literally yeah, snaps her neck was, like a baby bird. That was wild. So then Richards gets into it. He starts fighting Captain Freedom, who ultimately kills him. I mean, the fight to me is like a little bit of a letdown. Mm-hmm. Like. It's kind of short. It's ultimately, we know as the audience, this it's not even real. So like, there's no drama to it. But we do get some of the most Arnoldy Arnold screams in there. <laughs> he kills it, that man. It doesn't look completely legit, but the production team did the best that they could, Kevin. <laughs> As this is all happening, I find myself hoping that we're going to get to see that fight for real before the movie is over. Like him but, and Captain um, Freedom? Yeah, but um, you know, it, it never it never happens. I love that Captain Freedom uh, of all the of all the characters in the movie to have honor. It was Captain Freedom. Yeah, yeah, America. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so for for the viewing public at this moment, 
the running man, this episode of the running man is ostensibly over. It's all over. Yeah. Uh, I think the announcer comes on and says, you know, once again, the results prove that might and right are one and the same. Such a 1980s, like, you know, sort of mindset. But man, that when Captain Freedom kills Richards, he sort of throws him into these spikes that are all sticking out of the wall. And he lets out an insane laugh. He's like, (laughs) it's an excellent, an excellent villain laugh. Oh my gosh, it's fucking killer, man. Yeah. The body dialed um, it up for that. So Amber and Richards and the and the good guys, they're all watching this down in the headquarters. And they, they well, Amber thinks that, oh, this is great. The world thinks we're dead now, so we can just skate away, you know, we'll disappear, we'll we'll fade into the mist or whatever. But Richards knows that now they're gonna send an army or whatever. Right. Like they they'll do whatever it takes to kill us. Yeah, we're fucked. We can't just slither away. Well that's where I was thinking like so Killian in the control room, he's thrilled about how this has all gone down. But did they do you think that was old footage or did they kill some new guy just for to make this hoax video or was that old doctored footage? I, no, I think it was old doctored footage because of the way that like the like the graph elements like show up on the faces and stuff. Yeah. I think it's That's all what I thought. That's what I thought. Footage. But Damon's top assistant says to like she says to Killian, you didn't have to kill him. And I'm like, so is this a new kill? Oh, interesting. It's just so, a strange so, so thing is, to say. So is that maybe that is why Captain Freedom was objecting earlier because he was killing maybe just some rando, some random guy yeah. in the studio. And he was saying, this used to be about honor. This used to be about death Now it's honor. just about tricking the audience or yeah. whatever, doing whatever it takes to win. I do love Killian's lines. That's one for the <laughs> award show, huh? Hey, thank you. You're doing nice work. <laughs> well, when that woman says, Damon, you didn't have to kill him. And his answer was, it's all part of life's rich pattern, Brenda. <laughs> and you better fucking get used to it <laughs> a great bad guy line oh it's so good it's also life's totally. rich you're pattern. finally getting it <laughs> like it's so sassy he's so sassy so uh, in the control room they're sort of removing the digital mask mm-hmm. from this guy who got killed as richards and we see a face that's very familiar from arnold movies that's like arnold's regular stuntman his name is peter kent and he he stunt doubled for Arnold in fourteen different movies. So this is the same guy we were talking about earlier. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Um, he he started out. He stunt doubled him in Terminator, all the way up through. I think maybe True Lies might have been the oh, last one wow. where he stunt doubled nice. for him. Yeah, it was about the time that Arnold <laughs> sort of sort of took a little break. You know, went off and started doing different types of movies and and became governor and all that stuff. But man, what a gig it must have been to be the guy who could convincingly double for Arnold. Like there's very few guys like that in the world that could do that at that time. Yeah. If you've got the, if you've got the size and the look, then you can basically just say, yeah, there, I know I'm going to steady work because as long as Arnold's working, I'll be working for the biggest star in the world. That's badass. Yeah. And dude was a good looking dude. I mean, same height, same, like sort of, he wasn't as, he wasn't Mr. Olympia. But he was, you know, jacked. He was huge. You may remember him well because he was featured prominently in a close-up in Twins. Oh, when, that's uh, right. You were talking about that earlier. Yes, when I do. When Arnold yeah. was there in the, in the prison waiting for uh, 
Danny DeVito to come and talk to him on the phone. And this guy who is a spitting image of Arnold walks out. That is Peter Kent. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Awesome. So back at the rebel headquarters, the rebels are all like they're gearing up. They're locking and loading with their arsenal ready for so battle. that they can try to, they want to hold off the army once they take control of that feed. Cause they know ICS is going to send everyone to try to, yes. to retake control. And, uh, Richards is telling Mick that the group needs a leader. So he's sort of volunteering. He says, like, besides, he promised Killian that he'd be back. <laughs> As we've referenced a few times, if there has also been the element of his brother having been, you know, killed by the bad guys, that would give him even more motivation, I feel like. But they missed a they missed a thing there, or maybe that's a subplot or a a B story that was chopped out of the movie just to speed it up. That's right. Well, I think also Richards, as we've established in previous episodes, is feeling that bloodlust now too. Richards <laughs> Richards has just been killing people with relish this entire time. Uh, Mick then says that they're going to send the uplink code, um, and that twenty minutes and ten seconds. Later, he'll go on the air to address the world. That's a very specific amount of time, isn't it? <laughs> 20 minutes and 10 seconds. It's the last uh, 10 seconds is going to make all the difference. All the difference. Um, okay. Richards at the, like, is totally like in Arnold fashion, getting locked and loaded, puffing on a cigar. <laughs> Where did it come from? Fucking... Uh, <laughs> the rebels had them, I guess. I don't know. They just have a box of stogies down there? No one knows. <laughs> and, then, and then it's at this point that amber slips the video disc of the unedited bakersfield yes. massacre footage and says to use that instead of giving a speech and it's at this yeah, man, moment seeing like, is believing right it's yeah you know, the whole movie there's been no like romantic chemistry between the two but richards kind of looks her up and down and asks where she hid the disc and she says it's none of your business so <laughs> they are now flirting so where 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 was it in your estimation? It's yeah, she was hiding in her, in her, in her hoo ha. It was in it was inside. She was it was in her vagina. <laughs> I could have seen. I thought it was maybe just like underneath a titty or like in her no, butt man. crack. It was no. inside of her. Um, oh my goodness! Tra trauma makes strange bedfellows. Is what we I take like off. Maria Conchita Alonso. She's not slash Amber ugly. No, she she had it going on in this film. That's for but sure. But also, I wonder what the Spanish word for Amber is because her name's not Amber. <laughs> yeah, that's a very '80s American stripper name. <laughs> but all that said, <laughs> it's time for the final showdown, Kevin. <laughs> final fight. Final round. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a fucking dance party back at the ICS studio. We, we got to burn up two more minutes of screen time. Get Dude, the Laker there girls was a out lot. There. I said it before, but there was a lot of talent on this dance team. The Laker girls. Hey, yo. Wow. Absolutely. Choreographed as usual by Paula Abdul. Love me some Paula. So th this seems like the post game show or something, right? Because they mm -hmm. kind of already signed off. I feel like for the running man. Agreed. Yeah. I um, love that, that. Like, it's weird that that much of the audience would have stuck around there into the Laker girls, I guess, instead oh, of like, man. immediately filing out after it ended. I can't I can't I can't blame them. I can't blame them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Richards, Amber and the rest of the rebel army, they're making their way towards the ICS studio. Yeah. And then at the same time, another group of rebels sort of takes over the feed. They bust in the control room. Right. And they're like. They bust in the control room, I think, and they start putting their own discs in and things like this. Um, yeah, they because they run their video showing that Killian's a liar. Right. Showing well, I, that those... But I love, I love the bit, the scene um, 
it's like with when they're doing the the pre-feed takeover prep from Mick and his tech yeah. and, and Mick says, Mr. Spock, you have the calm. <laughs> and it's the second instance of like antiquated TV. And the guy's like, who's Mr. Spock? That is a solid line. Though. Kids these days. Am I right? It's like, but they Spock. should know that then Star Trek is ageless. Now, now Mr. Spock is Zachary Quinto. Exactly. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. We got sidetracked. That's fine. We always <laughs> I love do. When we do. Yeah. I love when we so, do. Yeah. So Killian, um, Killian welcomes the audience to the wrap up show and the rebels suddenly take over the feed. That's right. And they're running this B roll up on the screens. They prove him a liar. Um, they're showing the footage of the dead former winners and they queue up that footage of the real Bakersfield massacre showing that Richards was trying not to kill them, refusing to kill them. And that, you know, the government was the ones ordering the murders. The audience is Trey, Trey confused. Again, I, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. I thought it was strange that there were so many different camera angles because now we're looking at undoctored footage so this yep. is not deep fake that's true and there were there were close-ups of richard's face that i feel like would have as the helicopter pilot they would have obscured his view of what was in front of him if there were cameras there but you know this is anyway, 2017 in stephen king's head slash we're thinking and we're thinking too hard slash right now starsky's head <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so um Richards and the rest, they storm that control room and Dweezil bust out that great line, don't touch that dial. Nice <laughs> so like Dweezil. One of the guys in there. Nice Dweezil. Solid. I love it. Solid. <laughs> Killian is like, he's scrambling, he's stammering, he's trying to tell the audience. It's just the, oh, this is, technical difficulties. But the audience has turned on is him. It, is it right? Agnes that says, bullshit? <laughs> she I is, love she Agnes. Is I wish fire, she was my grandma. Baby. She is fire. Yeah, she was a fiery lady. Um, yeah, the audience is not having it. At the same time, now Richards and a bunch of other rebels, they burst into the actual main studio. And I think that's when Richards uh, steals one of Killian's lines. It's showtime. Yeah, thus begins the shootout with like like dozens and dozens of like civilians in the room. <laughs> you know what? And you when you realize, okay, now this audience has seen Ben Richards killed. Mm-hmm. And now he burst in alive and well. And so now, you know, the audience knows that Killian is a liar. Right, right. And this whole show, this whole thing is a hoax. And so do you think it's like at this point, it's like Richards and his team are actively trying to get the ho- like shepherd the hostages out of the room, not the hostages, That's the audience. Right. Rather. That's right. And so, like, there's sort of a crowd stampede. But and, the rebels are like protecting them, it seems right. like. And ICS goons are they're just shooting indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Amber on her own, she's like r- roaming the ICS hallways. What? She kills, she kills a guy, right? You know, she's not a killer. This is just a, I, that'd just be a big step to take. It is from to just murder someone. Yep. Agreed. Um, around the same time, dynamo pops out and grabs her. Yeah, like knocks her down. This is the this is maybe the most uncomfortable moment of the entire movie. He's like very sinister and slowly like moving toward her as she like crawls backwards away. What's the matter now, bitch? Why aren't you laughing? It's so he is evil, evil, and she's talking shit to him. She's giving it as good as she's getting. She's like saying something about him being like a dickless. There's nothing funny about a dickless moron with a battery up his ass. (laughs) Very spicy, very saucy. Yeah. Now I don't even like to talk about it, but Dynamo appears ready to assault Amber in the worst yeah, way she, like, possible. She punches him in the dick and tries to get away, but he grabs her foot and then somehow it, like 
instantaneously have he has his pants down. Yeah, there must have been some stuff cut out of there. He's got these whitey, uh, tidy whiteys the biggest, on. The biggest pair of tidy whiteys you've ever seen in your yeah, entire life. Yeah, that's like life. the 4XL. Um, <laughs> and it's it's horrible as these scenes always are. Um, he's sort of trying to pin her down and she's reaching for that gun that she had. Right. And she does get a hold of it. Then they're wrestling over the gun as it's going off and sets off the sprinklers. This is a pretty good kill. It's a clever kill because the water you know, electrocutes or causes Dynamo's uh, suit to sort of freak out and he's electrocuted. The blue lightning special effect that is, <laughs> that is, that is so ubiquitous in, in eighties movies is, oh, yeah. is one of my favorites. I love the blue lightning special effect return Just of the in Jedi general or this yes, film. No, I love it in, general? in return of the Jedi in big trouble in little China in this it's fucking always awesome looking to me. I feel like it was one of the first things that they figured out that they could really make look real. Yeah. Like, cause it looks like lightning. It always it looks amazing to me. I'm like, yes, give me that blue lightning baby. But so he's electrocuted and much like fireball suit, apparently not being flame proof. Like this seems a pretty obvious risk for dynamo. Like you'd want to have it be where he could get wet and it wouldn't kill him. Well, and then how, how also <laughs> did Amber not somehow get electrocuted? She was pinned under him. Right. When it started, I thought, but she even scrambled then, it's like away in the nick the floor, of time, I guess. The floor is wet, ostensibly, and she's in the water, probably. Yeah. And that's how electricity travels. Oh, this is uh, this is maybe not for podcast consumption, but it's just always one of my favorite things. So elect if a person is electrocuted, mm-hmm. that means that they died. If you didn't die, then you were electrified. If you die, then you're electrocuted. The two words have two different meanings. Well, it's like it's like the execute, whatever the Latin is or the Greek in there. So electrocute means you're dead. So if you ever shocked yourself touching a live wire, you're like, don't tell people that you are electrocuted. Yeah, because you weren't electrocuted because you're still alive. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder what the. um, Yeah. the So electro to die by electricity. So I wonder what the. The cute, cute, the cute part of it's the like u- the same as like the executioner, that that right. whatever that the little who bit brings is. Yeah. Death, interesting, very, very yeah. interesting. Anyway, I may chop that out. But no man, leave that to- shit in. That was badass. <laughs> I love it. We I like love to teach. We like to teach. I like a phrenology. phrenology, Not phrenology. I love a a philology lesson in the middle of the. (laughs) What is phrenology? Is I like the study of craniums? Phrenology is where, yeah, it's like your bumpy skull means shit. (laughs) I'm talking about philology, which is the study of languages. Some Django Unchained shit. Yeah. So back in the studio, the shootout continues. Right. Uh, Yeah. Richards and the rebels, they're protecting all the audience members while the paramilitary dudes are just shooting everybody. Assholes. Um, Once again, we've said this multiple times on multiple podcasts. Schwarzenegger, not great at looking like a professional soldier, like the way he holds a gun. He'll like be firing these assault rifles with one hand or holding them real low, like just shooting from the hip. It's kind of strange. It's not believable. This is now this is a soldier, you know, John Matrix was a soldier, right? Or even in Predator. I mean, always just uh, I think back on the Predator episodes, Mike described it as he looks like he's throwing the bullets out of the gun. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's he's pretty not accurate. wrong. That's exactly yeah. what it looks like. It does. He's like he'll he'll thrust his arms forward as he's shooting. It does not look like a person who knows how to handle a firearm ever. No, 
Anyway, things movies have really changed in the last few decades yeah. where now dudes are trained with the Navy SEALs or trained with a SWAT team for for a month Months. before they yep. start filming. Yeah. Crazy. Um, the viewers at home, we should mention, seem to be seeing all of this like tomfoolery yeah. going on in the studio. I feel like the good guys have taken over the control room now. So right. they're like letting it go out unfiltered on the airwaves. Um but I yeah, love Killian this is, is trying awesome. to sneak out of there. Uh, Richard sees him and he says, hello, cutie pie. <laughs> <laughs> I love Richard's it. Man, Richard's can't let anything that anyone says to him go. You know, mm-hmm. like he's like, I'm storing that away in the memory banks. I'm going to bring that out at an opportune moment to fucking spite you. He knows he knows how to dial it up, baby. One of, oh. us, one of us is in deep trouble, he says, as awesome. Uh, and about that moment, that's when uh, Sven Ole Thorsen walks in. Yes. Killian sort of feels like, thank God, it's my, <laughs> he's come yeah. to my rescue. He chuckles like his savior has arrived, for uh-huh. sure. And Killian six Sven on him. And Sven, that's when he turns back to him. And he's like, I've got to go score some steroids. Sick burn, Sven. I'm team Sven all the way. Yeah, dude. In life, I mean, as we've mentioned before, he was like one of Arnold's closest friends. I want him so to be he, one of my closest friends. Yeah, he's he appears in most Arnold movies from this era for sure. Um, and he's always like just visually awesome looking. But yeah, that is why... You never piss off your muscle. Like if you're Killian and you're sort of a a smart ass big talker, but you need (laughs) guys around to do dirt for you. Why are you insulting your top You don't talk shit to those guys ever. You're going to need that guy one day, right? You'd be real nice (laughs) to him. Everyone else is shit, but you'd be nice to that guy. (laughs) Um, Now, at this point, Killian starts to try to reason with Richards. He says, in TV, you know, I work in TV. We just try to give the audience what they want. It's just about Uh, ratings. I love love this. Yeah, this this bit is crazy. For 50 years, we told them what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, like Americans love television. They wean their kids on it. I mean... Now it's wrong. now it's the internet. I don't think it's so much TV as it is yeah. just, you know, consumption on the internet, but it's the same. Same thing. Yeah. Whoever wrote it, they had a good eye towards, you know, that this was not changing if anything it was just going to become more and more profound. It reminded me of the the babysitter monologue, the babysitter speech in um Cable Guy. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Someone's got to kill the babysitter. It's exactly the case, man. Oh yeah, the dangers dude, for of sure. television. Television will rot your brain, Kevin. Always, we always get the bad guys trying to reason with the good guys once their plan has failed. I don't know. Got to save just your skin. I, I guess. guess you got to try to talk your way out of it. Yeah. We were just watching The Wire. Stringer tried to reason with Omar and Miss, and Brother Muzon. It's Man. like, dude, you're you're cooked. Dude. That moment was hard. Like I, there was part of me that was. I was like, how is Stringer going to get out of this? Because I was like, they can't. Yeah, he's not going to die. They can't kill Stringer right now because there's two seasons left. And then they yeah. did. And I was just like, fuck. But that hit me hard. I was just was such a Stringer Bell fan. Well, but it's like cornered by Omar and Muzon, brother Muzon. Yeah. It's like he was. There's and those no dudes way will was, not be reasoned with. No, yeah, there was no way they were walking. No out of money there. was going to buy them off because they're men of honor. As soon as I saw them walk around the corner. Like, I think the wind got sucked out of my body. Like when they, when, they had out him, of, when they had him trapped. No, no, no. When they, when they were outside the building and had seen them oh. go in and, and, and Muzon was yeah. like, is there a way in the back? And he's like, no, it's all boarded in. We're going through the front. I, like I, it was like hard for, I was like, shit, 
Stringer's, What's gonna Stringer's <laughs> actually gonna die in this scene unless he jumps out of the building. Yeah. A fucking rad, dude. Um, so good. Anyway, I guess we're talking about Running Man, but <laughs> yeah, right. I also was thinking. So, if you were going to have Captain Freedom and, and Ben Richards fight, this would have been the moment for yeah. Fre- Captain Freedom to enter the arena. I would have loved to have seen that. Again, it's like in Over the Top, where you have Terry Funk, but he never. They never really come to a full fledged fight that means anything. Yeah, he just gets knocked like, through the French doors. It's weird to have fucking charismatic Jesse Ventura. You've been teasing as the baddest ass of all the badasses. And then you never get that payoff of the big fight. Or for him to have had the moment that Sven had. Where he just, yeah, turns on him or walks out. Or or he's the one that, you know, puts, he helps Richards put, uh, Killian. That actually would have been better. That actually would have been better. You could have let Arnold or Richards fight, uh, Sven. Yeah. And and then let, and then let, you know, Captain Freedom say like, nah, you're on your own, brother. Absolutely. Man, we should remake yeah. this and do it that way. This is a movie that you actually could remake because there's room for improvement. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's weird when you try to, it's weird when you try to remake a perfect film. When you try to remake Total Recall or Robocop yeah. and you, like, Why? it doesn't need it. But this is a movie where it's like, oh yeah, this movie was full of flaws, things that you could fix. And I think that this movie now would play really well, especially like in the, in the era of hunger games and things like that. And whatever maze runner, which didn't do as well, but was the same basic premise like this movie, man, who would, who would get cast as your Ben Richards character in running man Mm. in 2020 or 2021 when Hollywood studios opened back up? Do you want a young guy or do you want a guy who's 30, 30s-ish? Um, 30s-ish. I could see like uh, Chris Evans is kind of that guy who's kind of bulky and, you know, you buy him as a brawler as well. Um, God, a lot of those guys are a Chris Hemsworth. Could mm-hmm. execute it. I don't know who would be a good, like, all-American boy. I was about to say... Um, oh, you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan would kill it. That's a fucking awesome idea. That's a really, really strong idea to bring yeah, this dude. one back. Mix it up, man. Absolutely. Let's do it different, not the same. Or Jason Momoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he should be He should be one of the uh, hunters, one of the stalkers. Or Jason Momoa could be the Katanga character. He could be Laughlin. That'd be badass. Yeah. That'd be real badass. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I'm here for it. I am too. I watched that movie. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, Richard, uh, Richard, Richard sticks Killian in a pod to be launched into the <laughs> arena. <laughs> I love that. And uh, that, uh, uh, Killian says to him, drop dead. <laughs> you bastard, drop dead. I don't do requests. <laughs> Another one-liner. That was decent, though. That yeah. was decent. But but again, true to form, that's the first of two. He launches the pod. <laughs> it looks like it's going really fast, like faster than anything else uh-huh. is. And I I assume that they just had they were they had a camera on a gimbal, like going around yeah. um, Dawson's it's... face, but like that they had a fan or something like blowing his face. It must skin have back. been, yeah, because that that effect looked it made it look like he was traveling really, really fast down that tube. Um, and he shoots out the end of that tunnel, right? He crashes into the big cadre cola billboard. He crashes into his own billboard in a huge ball of flame. <laughs> like, and I guess it was going so fast that it jumped the track or the, or, yeah, maybe, the or maybe, down. or maybe that Arnold cranked the juice up if that was an option. Yeah. But then, but then we get his second kiss offline. 
Well, that hit the spot. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is also, that was the slogan from the Cadre Cola commercial that Killian was in earlier in the film. The crowd goes absolutely ape shit. <laughs> They're loving it. Yeah, the it. triumphant music swells. More death. Faltermeyer's score swells and it's badass in there. Amber walks would into it, the studio. I got a question. Would any yeah. of this change anything? Like in the world in which they live in? I mean, is the government not just still going to rule with an iron the fist? The government or? is still in power. It would be akin to like if if somehow hackers, the uprising. If somehow hackers hacked into China state TV and said, you're being lied to and people decided to believe it. Yeah. But it's kind of like the end of the first Matrix. Yeah, absolutely. When he's like, this is a message for everybody out there, you know rise up but, basically but, but ultimately you are relying on people to do that and if they don't to do the right thing and they're still their own fucked. courage yeah yeah so but the people do seem pretty pretty amped up by what they've seen here mm-hmm. i dig it man they want change well yeah now their eyes are opened they're out of the matrix as it were true the john matrix now, <laughs> and this is Am- so amber comes walking into the studio richards and amber kiss he more like just plants one on her. Yeah, probably didn't was, ask. For me, I never felt anything that really approached like romantic chemistry between them, except for the little bit of flirtation we saw when they were with the you know when she the disc in the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that old that old chestnut. <laughs> um, but after they kiss, he did you notice he sort of gripped her by the back of the neck again, like he like he did when they were hostages. Like maybe that's just Arnold's go-to like just steers her around by, uh, with an iron grip. It's a very (laughs) like masculine way to touch a woman. Like, like, I guess so. Like I'm like like super alpha. I'm in charge. Yes. It's not necessarily the coolest. No. Um, or the sexiest even maybe, but yeah, or maybe it is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some women are into that. I don't know. And then uh, out in the city, uh, we see the Running Man show going off the air, and uh, "Please Stand By" pops up on the big video board out in Love like it. their their Times Square type area. So I guess we're meant to feel like ICS is no more, and they've been crushed now. Yeah, ICS like has been taken air. off the air, and the the rebels yeah. now have control of the TV. Um, and that is uh, that's Running Man. We get credits roll. The song. Ruthless Heart, in parentheses, Running Away With You, written by Faltermeyer and performed by John Parr plays out. And this fucking song was a banger, man. Yeah. I was watching on my full surround sound with the subwoofer nice. and everything like that. And the song is killer, I dude. I need to cue that up when we get off. I want to I want to hear I want to hear the song and remember it. it yeah, it fucks. In all its glory. Hard. It fucks <laughs> so hard. Song fucks. Uh, there's also an awesome thing, dude, I mentioned before we recorded. At the end of the song... Oh, There's yeah, like yeah, this yeah. hilarious, like fake sign off from the running man announcer where he's like canvassing for contestants. So, you know, like if you're interested in appearing on the running man, please send a self-addressed stamped envelope to. And it's like all that type of shit. And then at the end, he's like, and then go do something really despicable. Oh, man. It's killer. You I don't ever, know if that was in the script or if that was tacked on, but it's fucking rad. Do you remember when it was like the Fox Kids Club W-A-T-L Fox Kids Club and and you like had to like you could join you send like a self-addressed yeah. self-addressed stamped envelope and like they'd send you like a magazine every month or something like that yeah. and then 
everything. Like if you wanted to appear on Double Dare, if you wanted to do any of these things, like that was, it was all about the self-addressed stamped envelope. That's so awesome. Now it's all fucking email, right? Send it via text too. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, but man, dude, running man. Good movie. It's an artifact of the time. Most certainly. It's, it's definitely showing its age. It's not timeless. No. But it is Arnold at like at that moment in his career when he was really just about to break through in the major, major just way. crushing it. Crushing it. Great cast. Yeah. Great action. Some great stunts that all looks like it was sort of like dressed up in some cardboard and Christmas lights. <laughs> It makes me wonder, I wonder about Arnold going from the set of Predator to like this set. If he felt like, oh boy, this feels like a step backwards. The set from Predator was all fucking like outdoors, man. It was, it felt, the reason that it looked amazing was because it was all like, it was believable because it was real. And this felt like it was done on a soundstage and it sort of was dingy. And like, like I said, it, it looks like a lot of it was just cardboard and shit laying around it just was like not it not compelling to look at it's like slapped together and done in a shoddy fashion yeah yeah, it's crazy to me i know the budget on this shit was higher than the budget on predator the it was 24 something million dollars i'm gonna check that predator budget out real quick because now i'm curious because i feel like i was shocked at how cheap predator was done and i feel like how great it looks to uh, to have only grossed like what 36.1 or whatever we said to start in mm-hmm. episode one, it was like they just barely made their money back on this one. This yeah. was not a big success by any stretch. They were definitely thinking they were going to cash in on like the big. It's Arnold in a sci-fi. It's got you know. I wonder why it didn't. To I would, Terminator. I'd be interested to see like when it when it dropped to see like if that had a factor. Like was it <laughs> what time of the year? Yeah. I think I'll look it up. I think it was very late in the, um, I think it was late in the year, like November, December, mm. the running man came out. So yeah, bought the budget for predator 15 million. That's low. I mean, how did this, how was predator cheaper than because this it, movie? Because it wasn't, it was all shot outdoor. Yeah. It was all outdoor. It was all just guys walking in the, in the trees. So basically you're just paying for all the pyro and the actors. Mm-hmm. Man, how much it's a good tip to anyone trying to make movies. Don't write a movie that requires expensive sets. I'm going to look for that Running Man release date. Yeah, absolutely. Running Man, November 13th, 1987. So we're like a couple of weeks out from Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of a no man's land to drop a movie into. Yeah, Maybe they recognize this is not great. That would also be, you could also see that as an indication of A, the fact that that the movie's really short. Mm-hmm. And that there Definitely. were some, it feels like there were some subplots that were cut out of the movie. It like feels like it got cut to hell to me. Sometimes if they're like, oh boy, this movie is not good. Let's trim it from an hour 50 to an hour 30 and we can scree- squeeze in an extra screening each day and try to recoup our money that way. Do you want to see the two hour version of this cut of this movie? I do. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> I want to see what's going on with the brother. Cause I know that was in there. Maybe there was some more with, understanding why Maria Conchita Alonso would be into Ben Richards by the end. I was end. about to call him John Matrix. I also want to see, I want to see the, <laughs> I want to see the Richard Dawson outtakes. Oh my gosh. Right? Yes. Don't Dawson, you want to, don't you want to see him like going off? I want to see all that shit. I want to see it. I want to see some outtakes from family feud where he's just cursing out grandmas and stuff. F- just yelling like at his assistant on the audience and stuff. 
Uh, that yeah, would be amazing. I, mean, I would love to see I think, that too. I think that guy was a piece of work. Man, so that's Running Man. We did it. Fucking A. We talked about Running Man, you guys. <laughs> Thanks for taking the trip with us. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, um, that's your problem, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We love you guys. Um, if you didn't enjoy that, come back next week because we'll probably be doing we'll something, something you'll enjoy. We'll something you will enjoy for sure. Um, yeah. We should redo the ending because I don't know if that was weird. That was kind of a downer. Um, so that was okay, Running so Man, we'll just say, Yeah. That was Running Man. Uh, it's a, a classic. Fucking, uh, an Arnold classic. An not Arnold as banger. Best. No, not as no, best, no, no, no. but not as worst. It, it shows it shows an artist approaching the his like full power, <laughs> reaching, <laughs> reaching the peak. Yeah, he's about to acquire his full uh, like, arsenal of power. Even Van Gogh needed some time to practice, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you think everything Picasso did was a masterpiece? There were some fucking dumpster fires in Absolutely. there. <laughs> Absolutely. Some shit that he just tossed on the scrap heap. Uh, we hope sure. you guys have enjoyed this, and we hope that you tune in with us for some, some new stuff starting next week, and, uh, and we'll be back. We will be back. You hit the right spot.